Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It's 8.04 a.m. and we're going to be going into our Bible studies time really Absolutely. shortly. But And we're always excited about that. We had some really good comments coming through yesterday of people listening in mm. that were really enjoying the Bible study and we hope you find the same today and we'd love you to be part of it. You can mm. throw some questions in. Well, think, you know, thoughts thoughts on, on, um, on today's study too. We're going to go into Ephesians 5 shortly. But Lawson, what is our qu- next quiz question for today, please? Here we go. What was engraved on the the meter, the mitre, the headdress worn by the high priest? What was engraved on there? So there was uh, the high priest, and of mm. course we're not talking about of Catholicism because on their on their headdress it says like Vicarius Philidae or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> Vicar of the Son of God. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. This is we're talking about the Old Testament here. What was carved onto their headdress? If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four. 669 is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, you will get another entry into the draw for our prize this week, which is Heroes of the Bible. This is an incredible board game. We want to give it to you absolutely for free this morning. Absolutely. And hey, as again, as a result of the draw. So you guys get your yes. answers in. The more answers you get in, the more chances you have to win the draw. That's right. We're getting like lots of answers coming in already. That's right. Last so week, especially like on our last, last Friday, last week, it was just like bounce, 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 bounce yeah, right through with our text. Just, like, absolutely. Everyone was just really wanting that cookbook. Hey, yeah. last week. So. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> and Hey, you want this as well. And we just have to say too, if you just want to answer the quiz questions, mm. have some interaction with us, you know, if, get some, some brag, Writes in, but you're not wanting to necessarily play for the prize, just state it or star it. So just say, I'm not playing for the prize, or you can put a little asterisk or a star mm-hmm. emoji, something like that, and we'll know where you are at with that one. So 0491-064-669 is the number to text. If you know the answer to that one, again, it was what was engraved on the headdress worn by the high priest yeah and i love this the story of the sanctuary the whole thing surrounding all of that and um yeah unpacking that we actually did that so speaking of you know earlier we're talking about aboriginal spirituality and Mm. culture and christianity and stuff like that so once every three to four years the aboriginal people from around australia through the seventh day Adventist church get together for mm. like a big convention. And we actually, my husband and I actually ran something for what's called the junior group, which are those that are around like seven to 10 years of age mm. sort of thing. And we actually did it on the sanctuary. And so when you actually asked that question, my I went straight to there because we actually had them dressed in little priests um, outfits and the and the and the presenter was actually dressed in 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 that old time priest outfit and he had That's that cool. he had that on the top of his head you know on the headdress you know written on there I've got photos ah. amazing but they also had like you know from the sanctuary they actually had um, we actually had the different parts of the sanctuary so the altar of sacrifice the you know the altar the incense the table of showbread all those things and the and the most holy place for the hmm. kids and we actually carried it into the church um, you know to uh, for the church worship service the kids actually marked, marked in as though they were the Israelites and actually carrying all of these parts from the sanctuary it was really quite something and all these we've got these beautiful photos of these little Aboriginal children that are just really really loving Aww, learning about Jesus awesome. and learning what was in the Old Testament and what it actually pointed to and everything too so yeah hey just Absolutely. just something to just add to here Freco has actually messaged in and said um, and thanks for this Freco agree with you best 
best thing to give Aboriginals is simply respect. And that's when, you know, we talked about the three L's of um, listening to their stories. Mm. That whole thing is there about respect to the people, you know, because mm. when you actually give the Aboriginal, um, our First Nations people, because, of course, Torres Strait Islanders come into that as, as well. Uh, but when we give our First Nations people the respect, there's an, a, as a trust that is developed that is really important. In any friendship, trust is really important. Absolutely. But with this culture, particularly because of what has happened over the yeah. years, it's really, really important. Now, I want to say this too, that they can tell whether you're being genuine or not. Sure. Hundred percent, and so your respect um, and your building of friendship, and 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 getting to know them, and getting to understand their culture, and the, you know, hearing their stories, and all of that, is is about being genuine in that space and showing them respect very much. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely, and yeah. and I think, well, it's the human condition in a sense that we all want respect. Oh, like don't we? we all feel slighted when we're disrespected oh, yeah. and put down and made so fun much. of. And unfortunately, in the case of the Aboriginal people, it was done in such a specific way Mm. that was motivated by terrible practices and whatnot. And so it's what they're asking for in saying respect us is something that fortunately, like we are already afforded Mm. and that they deserve as people. And it's like, yeah, but then furthermore, as representatives and worshippers of, of the Lord. Absolutely. And that's what I'm thinking even with what Paul says, you yeah. know, be, um, be um, you know, walk in love, walk in unity, walk in the light, all those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, in fact, we can un- move into that because that actually moves beautifully into that verse where we read yesterday in Ephesians 5 verse 2, it says about being um, imitators. Off- imitators of God. And yeah. then it says in verse 2, be a sweet smelling aroma, mm-hmm. you know, of, you know, to God, because the thing is that it is by our behavior and how we relate to other people by our actions far more than our words, but the two go hand in hand of how what we're talking here about our First Nations people and with, with everyone of, to, of, of how we are meant to be. Absolutely. Really? So. Desires and good intentions oh. are only really worth anything if they're lived out. Oh, this yeah, is, 100%. This is so key. You know, we can we can say, hey, this is who we want to be. We can identify ourselves. We can say, yeah. yes, I am a follower of Jesus. But that is seen not in our internal monologue. Uh-huh. It's not seen our in, knowledge. in our knowledge. Yeah. It's not well, because there's lots of really, really smart people oh. who, are, who are standing in the way of God. Uh-huh. That, that's the reality of the, of the situation, you know, and particularly for me as a theology student and mm-hmm. for you as well as a theology as graduate, yeah. um, we I'm going through, you have been through Mm -hmm. the process of coming to an understanding of systematic theology, of exegesis, how to think about the Bible correctly, how to observe the Bible. How to unpack it. Absolutely. And it's like, because it is a practice, as much as it is spiritually led, Mm. there is, and and the the amazing thing is that the Bible also lays those things out for us that that gives us the tools to be able to interpret it and to understand it. Um, Yet, it has been some of the most learned people in biblically in history that have, you know, done such terrible harm. Mm. And for us as well, if we aren't willing then to further take the step to walk as Christ walked, mm. we're 
failing God. It doesn't matter what we do. We are standing in his way rather than standing and walking with him. And again, we made a huge point yesterday. Again, it's the work that Christ does in you. This is, But it, it comes down to really Christ has done the work. Are we going to decide to be a part of it or are we going to decide to be against it oh 100 with that you know my and when you were sharing that i love what you're sharing there with that Wilson, because my mind also went to nicodemus yeah you well, know nicodemus was oh, one of those who example. had you know that knowledge right mm-hmm. he was he was a teacher of the law you know and he actually came to jesus and he said and we read it in john john 3 he actually said you know there was a man of the pharisees named nicodemus um a ruler of the jews you know this man came to jesus by night and he said to him rabbi we know that you are a teacher come from God for no one uh, can do these signs that you do unless God is with him and in verse 3 of chapter 3 John John 3 chapter 3 Jesus answered and said to him most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven and then verse 5 most assuredly I say to you unless one is born of the water and of the spirit and not can enter the kingdom of heaven and then verse 7 again he says you must be born again so that whole passage continually he says to, to Nicodemus you must be born again you must be born again you must be born again you know and And so true conversion is the thing, you know. It's about that true conversion and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on our hearts and to and to transform us. And in in Revelation, uh, not Revelation, Romans twelve one, he says, Mm. uh, Paul says, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you Mm. know. And so when that happens, you know, and that heart change happens, boom, exciting things happen, like you know. And I love that you brought up that passage too, which is your reasonable service. Yeah, coming to a knowledge of the of Christ and realizing that He is your sacrificing Savior, your response of giving your life is just the reaction. It's it's the response. It's not. Yeah. It's not special. It's, it's because it's you, yeah. it's it's like that's what you that's that's what anyone would Absolutely. do if we were thinking in our right minds. But it seems that seems to be our problem. Is it it is the issue? It it's the cause of sin. And, and you've brought out Nicodemus there uh-huh. as an example of this. I've got another example, but okay. from the other side. Mm. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Contact us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Pontius Pilate oh. stands before Jesus uh. in his trial. Mm-hmm. He's being met by accusation after accusation mm-hmm. from the Jews and from those who have been paid by the religious leaders in order to, you know, uh, persecute Christ yep. and whatnot. And he stands there and, mm-hmm. he, and he, he realizes, he understands. He understands. He says, no, this guy is Innocent. innocent. He says he is innocent. And furthermore, mm-hmm. there is like what his claim, the claims that he is making mm. don't seem to be incorrect. You know, every everything he's sharing, the way that he's acting, this isn't the actions of a guilty person. Mm-hmm. That interaction that mm. we see between, you know, it, it's expressed in different gospels, you know, a little bit more. But when we read in Matthew chapter 27 in mm-hmm. verse 11, the Bible says, now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him saying, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus mm-hmm. said to him, it is as you say. Mm-hmm. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear mm. how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not a word so that the governor marveled greatly. You might be mm. sitting here this morning thinking like, why did the governor marvel when Jesus mm. makes no defense for himself? And that is simply because these are not the actions of a liar. Mm-hmm. These are not 
not the actions of someone who is being dishonest 100%. about their claims. Jesus is like, this is who I am. Yeah. And I think at this time, you know, this case is coming before Jesus. Yes, person after person is coming in, in, and and essentially giving false testimony as mm. to Jesus being this awful person. But at the same time, in amongst that, there would be information coming to Pontius Pilate potentially from others about who Jesus is. And Jesus was such a well-known figure mm. that, that surely... Pontius Pilate might have had some kind of mm. insight mm. into who this was and and ultimately it leaves Pontius in a situation. You've got two testimonies working against each other. One of mm. that Jesus is this awful person, Jesus is a heretic, Jesus is the other. Mm. You've got these other testimonies and Jesus' very actions just mm. standing there staunchly in oh, his claims. Yeah. Pontius Pilate could have been the hero of the New Testament, mm. or one of them, mm. you know, or, you know, or a redemption story, something like that. You know, when we look at a Nicodemus, for example, where we see him mm. come full circle and we full see, circle. and we see him ultimately decide to be a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But then a Peter, a Paul, something like yep. this, Pontius could have been like, he's mm. such an interesting, influential character. Mm. He could have been one could to have stand been. for Jesus. Ah. But and he had those intentions as well. Yes. And he's like, in the very next passage, it says, what about Barabbas? But you know, this murderer, it. this yeah, proven yeah. murderer. So but he inst- kind of went there part way, but then he doesn't. He makes a turn. That's right. Instead of uh, of standing for Christ, yeah. you know, he's, he's arguing for Christ's sake. Uh-huh. He says, why, what evil has he done? That's mm-hmm. in verse 23 mm-hmm. of, of Matthew 27. Mm. Uh, but then we come to 24. It 24. Says, when Pilate it. saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, yeah. his career's on the line here, yeah. what not, a tumult was rising, he took water, he washed his hands before yeah. the multitude saying, I am Innocent, innocent of, of this blood, blood of mm. this just person you see to it mm. and he ultimately and he still lets, calls him a just person there that's, that's right. the thing i'm innocent of the blood of just this just person <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing it's like is he innocent and the answer ah. is well like all of us actually know mm. um he he could have stood for christ mm. it's like peter denied christ yeah, yeah. he could have stood he peter denied christ knowing that christ was the son of god mm. pontius pilate allowed him to be crucified Absolutely. also knowing knowing and understanding he is a just mm-hmm. person he's a righteous person mm-hmm. he isn't deserving of death mm. and though he had those intentions though he had that knowledge and and i i guess it was a very new knowledge for him mm. it was something but it was something that he was convicted about mm-hmm. He stood. He stood there, understanding Jesus doesn't deserve this. Absolutely. Yet he let it happen before him, uh, because with without taking making that decision mm. to stand with Christ to let Him mm-hmm. work in your heart, it doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter how good your intentions are. Mm-hmm. You'll ultimately be led away from Him. Yeah. This is the way that Satan works. You know, he convinced angels in heaven to rebel against God. Absolutely. What do you think he's going to do to you? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I love where you're going with that too. And and uh, what well, as in what I'm saying is that you know you've brought out the fact of what Pilate, you know, how Pilate, you know, washed his hands of Jesus, mm-hmm. how Jesus. And then there's Jesus who makes a stand, who continues through. He's a just person. He, mm. you know, he 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 goes through with the crucifixion for you and I, for every every person on this earth, basically. And then you're saying, you know, and and that the, that Satan tries to pull us away yeah. from that. And that's what then. And if, if we can just then bring that now even to Ephesians five with that, because yes. that's exactly what Paul is saying when he's speaking in in chapter five verse two. He speaks of you know and walking. 
love as Christ has also loved and has given himself for us and an offering and sacrifice of God for sweet-smelling aroma. Um, and so, you know, for God, that sweet-smelling aroma was the sacrifice of Christ too, and mm. he wants us to do that. But then Paul goes on. Can, can we actually read those perhaps, uh, Lawson, because you then touched on the fact you just said that Satan then tries to pull us in the other direction. That's this right. is exactly what Paul is saying to these new mm-hmm. Gentile believers, he's saying, "Yes, you've been, you know, you've been grafted into the family of God. Yes, you've come out of paganism. You're now believers. You've given your heart to the Lord. But hey, walk in love because love, God is love. That's, That's what the right. Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so, walk in God's ways. Be imitators of Him. But hey." Be careful of something, and this is what he brings up. He's and got a concern, says, but uh-huh. says, there's a but, but. Yeah. fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness. Let it not even be named among you as it is fitting for the saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man or who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of heaven of the Christ of our God. Let no one deceive you with empty Mm. words, for because of this, things of wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. And what we're reading here, again, what we see here is not these people being kicked out of the kingdom of heaven Mm. due to, you know, and I I love this. We've been talking about culture this morning. (laughs) You know, he doesn't talk about issues of culture here. Mm. He doesn't talk about issues of not knowing enough. Yes. Issues of not being learned enough. Yes. Issues of IQ, of status, of personage. He talks about issues of specifically behavior. Behavior. And it's all of the flesh carnal behavior, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. And he's saying, yeah, he's concerned. You can can be Spanish, Japanese, Aboriginal, or white Australian, and you can participate in foolish talking. Any of these. Coarse jesting, filthiness, uncleanness, covetousness. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much your culture influences you. And it doesn't even matter. You know, we look at certain cultures in our world and we very much love, you know, we can see the different values mm, in those cultures. We absolutely. See, we, we're talking about Aboriginal culture this morning. I think one of the fantastic values that come out, comes out of Aboriginal culture is a family-orientated oh, culture. Beautiful. Because family is something that Jesus has given us. Absolutely. It's something that God has given us. And we know that a nuclear family culture is one that is so conducive to being raised well, love, being loved, having a positive mm. experience for your marriage, for your children, mm. all of these things. We then, if we if we look at say you know you know you might say oh that's Lawson that's a stereotype and and I would say no this is an experience I've had with these people if you go over to an Absol- Asian culture where mm. where they're working nine nine six and whatnot which is kind of a, a a negative aspect but you see this group of people that are so determined and hardworking to to basically reach the goals that they've set out for them that is admirable mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, it, i see i see echoes of the bible in that i see a, a joseph or a daniel and these people that are hard working yeah. stand yeah. you know faithfully walking in in the way in the ways that they should mm-hmm. and and ultimately um you know or even a david over an overachiever who is mm-hmm. just absolutely committed to them the mission before mm-hmm. them it's like yeah these this is a good this is a, something good to glean from these cultures uh, and whatnot absolutely. we can see these positive aspects in all these different cultures yeah. but none of them are immune to these, fornication yeah. uncleanness covetousness uh, filthiness foolish talking coarse jesting uh, any of these things you know for uh, none of them are immune to this none of them are immune and that's the thing that's why that's why 
<coughs> excuse me, that's why Paul actually begins this verse with but. Yes. Because he says it's a contrast to this whole thing of saying being imitators and sweet-smelling aroma. Yeah. Because as soon as you go fornication, no sleeping around basically, yeah. bang, that's what it means, eh? Mm-hmm. You know, and all uncleanness or covetousness, you know, going for somebody else's, you know, partner, uh, as in, you know, wife or husband, and let them not be named among you. And then the filthiness, all those things which we're going to unpack shortly. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Our final quiz question for this morning. How many years did Eli judge Israel? Was it 60 years? Was it 23 years? Was it 77 years? Or was it 40 years? If you know the answer to this one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. It was... For a period of time, which I won't disclose. And it's a number that also is fairly common throughout the Bible. You know, yeah. we've been having oh. Kelvin in yesterday with yep. weird and wacky stuff. He, he did on number 17. That was a different one. Uh, but yeah. very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's certain numbers in the Bible that, that crop up regularly, and this is one of those. Well, how many years did Eli judge Israel? A, 60, B, 23, C, 77, or D, 40 years. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, you'll go into the draw to win our Heroes of the Bible amazing board game that we want to give to you guys for free. Just have to get in the draw, which will be happening on Friday. And to get in the draw, just have to answer our questions correctly. 60 years, 23 years, 77 years, or 40 years for Eli as a judge of Israel. 0491-064-669. Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, we've been talking about Ephesians 5. We've been talking about filthiness, uh, and, and we've been talking about, you know, all of the things that, as I, as I said before we went into the break, no culture or people group or person is immune from, and that is for, from participating in these things. And we come to verse six as well. It says, let no one deceive you with empty words, um, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Mm. And what do you think here? Again, we've seen so far is talking about all of these attributes that aren't good that we mm. shouldn't participate in, and that it says, "Let no one deceive you with empty words." How do you how do you make a connection here? Well, for me, I, I think that you know, if if we're deceived, like as a believer, like mm-hmm. you know, if we're deceived. And we actually go towards those things that are not God's ways, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's reflected in our behaviours, all right? So, so the thoughts reflect then behavior affect our our behaviours. We're then actually at risk of, um, you know, with the judgment that will actually be coming, the end time judgment, because the Bible does speak of an end time um, end time judgment, and um, and mm. that's particularly clear. In fact, let's go to Second um, Timothy verse chapter. Um, Chapter four, I think, would be is where we're going. Second, Second Timothy, Timothy four, yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. If you got it, I do. I have it in would front of me here. Like Which to verse? Read it. Verse 1, the Bible says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his coming. Ah, boom. 
See? Right so there. We see judgment taking place. Um, Absolutely. That will happen. He will judge the living and the dead at his appearing. Continuing on in verse 2, it says, Preach the word, be ready uh, in, in season, season and yeah. out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. This is super, uh-huh. super key. Because uh, the question always comes up for me, how can God judge someone who's deceived? Uh-huh. You know, how can God or judge them as as being, you know, unrighteous mm. if they're in a place in which they are they don't know the reality or the truth of their situation? How can God judge that? You know, if it for a toddler, if they, you know, get a pencil and start drawing on the car there is like maybe some consequences that come from mm. that, but if they don't know the, what they're doing, it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, this is such an embarrassing story. I was a kid and I drew on the car and then I felt bad <laughs> with like a, with like a texter. I drew on the, the window and the door mm-hmm. and then I felt, I was like maybe six or something and I felt bad and I was like, oh, how am I going to get away with this? And so I wrote my sister's name. I wrote <laughs> by Shelby, my oh. little sister, but my little sister. So I was five or six my little sister was like three she didn't even know how to write her name oh, <laughs> and that's what did they, me in there you that's go. they were like shelby can't even write like like what are you doing because I-, <laughs> I i felt awful hmm. and i was but what i thought is like oh she won't get in trouble either because she doesn't know what she's doing right and so and she's too young and they won't they won't tell her off but they'll they'll, they'll, they'll tell, tell me, me off, off. Yeah. and then i got like double told off like i got smacked you know i was in trouble and, and it was because i was there you go. Terrible. <laughs> and I, you put up something really interesting right right mm-hmm. there because that's the, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. We usually get found out. Yeah. We usually get found out. Mm-hmm. But this is what I love about God. We've got such a fair God that, like, you know, he does yep. take us according to where we are at at that time in yep. our journey with him and, um, you know, who we're, who we're surrounded by to support us on that journey. And so he is a fair God in that space. Because here's the thing. Some people say, well, you know, why is there a need for the judgment? Well, it's for the universe, for, for the, the universe, yeah, for the absolutely. sake of the universe to know that God is a fair God, knowing that, you know, mm-hmm. Satan pulled out a third of the angels and deceived them and he's mm-hmm. now on this earth trying to deceive each one of us but yeah. and so and that's where why paul then says if we go back to ephesians you know chapter 5 verse 8 he says for you were once in darkness but now you are light in the lord walk as children in light he's saying yes. you were once in darkness therefore there it is what's it there for it's there because mm-hmm. you know you do know the difference between that darkness and being deceived, mm-hmm. you know, and what that, that way of life is. And now you know what is walking in the light. Yeah. And therefore, like if I put it in a simple context, you know, where, you know, um, for instance, you know, somebody being a believer, but then, you know, um, coveting somebody else's wife or husband, you know, what I mean? And, or, or, or basically doing sexual behavior before marriage, because the Bible is very clear about marriage. Okay. All of those sort of things. Mm. But you once did that and now you are a believer and you choose then to go down that path and actually do those things. 
God will, will does does judge you yeah. on that yeah. at that time. The difference is that as a believer, then you know that when you come to Christ and you repent of your sins, He will forgive you. And okay. here's the thing: salvation is by grace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're judged by our works, by yeah. our actions. That's the key. That's super key. And I love that too. I love that point because it ultimately shows the deception that's being talked about here and particularly as Second Timothy oh. 4 highlights it. Yes. It's like for the time will come when they will not endure a sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, they'll have uh-huh. itching ears and they'll heap up for themselves teachers. They are self-deceived. Uh-huh. Because they choose to be deceived. Yes. They aren't deceived because, you know, we're because not. Because they don't know right from we're wrong. We're not yeah. talking about They're the three year old child. We're not talking about uh-huh. the mountain man who never met a Christian. We're not talking, uh-huh. we're not talking about these people. We're talking about us as Christians who have been exposed to the truth. And even, you know, I think it's not just Christians. Uh, the circle runs a little bit wider and deeper than yeah. that, you know, because we've also, like, even as I grew up not a Christian, I knew that lying was wrong because mm. it's literally a crime. I yeah. knew. That stealing was wrong because yeah. it's a crime, killing, whatever it may be. But it's for us who then, again, deceive ourselves into thinking that those things are okay to do, even mm. when it's so overwhelmingly mm-hmm. clear, both from the law, both from the land and from Jesus, mm-hmm. that they're not. We are then self-deceived and we are guilty because yeah. we have chosen to be deceived. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Dude, it's just the be- like playing music with people is just like the oh, best. Isn't thing ever. it? Like it yeah. really is it's it's simultaneously like like there's activities you do together, right? Like like if you play when I go and play volleyball and when we do like a good set, you know, like a good combo, like it'll be I I usually like to play I, I like to play any possession. I'm not really like, so the person who's playing center front, their job is to pass it to the person to spike it over. Mm-hmm. I like playing any other position. I, I'm like the, the sec, I'm like, cause that, that's, I can do that, but I'm just like, oh, but you know, when, if you like receive the ball, then pass it to someone else and they pass it to someone else and they go over and whatnot. And you do like a good play, you do a good combo and then you get a point. It's like one of yeah. the most exhilarating feelings ever. Like everything just works in harmony together and it like executes and it works. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's a similar thing with music mm. where there'll be a group of you playing when you're all like in rhythm, in key, you know, doing well and you really produce something good and you had those moments like where it's like, whoa, that's like so good. <laughs> it's just the best. Yeah. Music playing music is so fun. It is. And I absolutely. feel sorry for anyone who can't play an instrument because it's like literally like the greatest joy of my life. That And I, I learned when I was 19 as well. I was completely self-taught and now I play for church and do all that stuff. So I want to encourage you guys to get yeah. into it. Get, learn get a, into that learn with, an instrument. with music. Hey, learn an instrument. Hey, uh, we're going to go through our quiz questions and then we've just got one or two quick comments or or um, yeah. text messages to read. Take Absolutely. away, Here we go. Uh, Some answers for this morning. Why was the Israelites afraid to approach Moses after he came down from the mountain? It's because his face shone brightly, Mm. which is, I, man, that is so wild. I know, absolutely. Just light emanating from this guy's face after spending time with with God. God. Of course, that's what we'll look like in in heaven. Yes. But the next question here, it was a fill in the blank. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in that daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me and my prayer unto God 
of my under the god of my life and so that that answer that fill in the blank there was the word song how many times did joshua's army walk around jericho prior to its destruction on the day of its destruction it was seven times they walk around and you know they blow the trumpets and make a big see see they they came in harmonious together playing instruments and they literally defeated them just (laughs) just amazing of course it was a miracle from god Mm -hmm. um what was engraved on the mitre or the headdress worn by the high priest holiness mm, is the lord the lord that's right holiness is the lord and i, I love that too mm. you know we made a little bit of comparison there to to the pope and the, the one he, he wears it says vicarious filet day mm-hmm. and it's interesting that the one that his the, the one that the pope wears it says the vicar or the representative of the son of christ mm. ultimately giving glory to the pope mm. but the one that the high priest wears Was says holiness is the lord, lord giving glory right. to god really powerful stuff love it and then finally here how many years did eli judge israel and the answer was 40 40 years years. i love the story of samuel and him becoming a judge him becoming a priest and a prophet and he was a little boy of course when eli you know yeah he went into the eli the priest and got called three times by god but I think, and I, yeah, I totally, I agree. And he's a little boy. He goes in there and he walks into a situation that's actually like when we talk about toxic churches, mm-hmm. like, so Eli is far too old to be a priest. Mm. Like he needs to be retired mm. by now. He's, but the reason he keeps being the priest is because he's a bad dad. Like mm. his sons mm-hmm. are just off the off rails, the rails. <laughs> sleeping with women in the temple, stealing the sacrifices. Mm. Like it was, it was Mm. Awful what was happening mm-hmm. there. Uh, but then we see Samuel being called by the Lord. And it specifically mm. says, when you read the first couple of chapters there, it says the word of the Lord was sparse mm. in those days. God wasn't really communicating with the mm-hmm. people from, and he uses this phrase from Dan to Beersheba, which is like from the, mm. from the north to the south. You know, mm. nothing. Lord, The Lord wasn't revealing himself to the people. Mm-hmm. Then Samuel, he receives his call from God and he stands doesn't righteously he? Yes. as one who follows God. And, and the result so of that. So strongly. Just for one person, one mm-hmm. small boy who turns his heart to Jesus, it says, and then the l- word of the Lord was known throughout from throughout all of Absolutely. Israel, from Dan to Beersheba. And so as a young boy, Absolutely. one called boy. by God, Samuel stood for Jesus, stood for God. And as a result, uh, the word of the Lord was known. Powerful stuff. We've come to the end of our breakfast show on Faith FM this morning. It always goes way too fast, but we've had lots mm. of text messages coming in. We've got one here from Suzanne who's, who messaged in earlier and she said that she loved the last song that was earlier she messaged, and that was the song, The Long Black Train. Mm. We're glad you enjoyed it, Suzanne. And we love to hear from people, um, from our listeners, which songs you're really enjoying yeah. too, or any favorites that you may have sometimes, but more so the ones that we've actually played and what you really like about mm. them too. But Lawson, what have we got today for our yeah, giveaway? Absolutely. I got a giveaway this morning just before I get into it. Sky also wrote in and said, Oh, Lawson, I did the same to my sis. Oh, so we've got some yeah, self incriminating. Wow. So I was talking about how being a, being a young child, you know, riding on the side of the car with a texter because I thought it would be funny and then I felt really bad. You and felt but, bad, but did but you then, say but this sorry? Is the thing, did you repent? Is that it wasn't repentant because I just didn't want to get in trouble. Oh. So instead I wrote my sister's name on the side of the car like, oh, that'll get her. But then... um. But my sister couldn't write because she was three. No, and so no, that it did me in. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast <laughs> Show this morning. Text that number. We'll give it to you for free. But guys, remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ.
guide uphold you with the sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet again at Jesus' feet. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.